As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. Hello and welcome to From the Rookery End, a podcast about a life following Watford Football Club brought to you by The Athletic. And this is one of our classic, I think I can call them classics now because we've been doing them for a few years. Not quite sure when a classic becomes a classic. But anyway, Mike made the trip with DCW and well, a whole host of other Watford fans to Norwich on Saturday. You know the outcome of the game. We won 3-1. Kieran Jones! And uh, it was a, a really fantastic win. And this is the story of the day. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing to listen to sometimes because it's quite easy at the end of a game to remember the game and how you felt at the end of the game. But actually, our emotions as fans changes all the time, particularly before a big trip to Norfolk. Uh, and, and it's wonderful. You're, you're here, actually. DCW turned from a caterpillar into a butterfly, uh, in a Watford fan way. But it, it is, a, is a wonderful thing. Thank you so much to all the fans that got involved. Remember, if you have not yet subscribed to The Athletic, then we try and do our best to get you the best deal. You can take that up by going to theathletic.com forward slash rookery end. You can sign up, have a free trial, find out what the whole thing's all about. And, uh, well, this podcast, if you listen to it via the app or the Athletic website, you get it absolutely advert-free. So let's take a trip with Mike, Arlo, Florence, DCW, Colin, and a whole host of other Watford fans as they made their way on Saturday to Carrow Road. Good morning. This is Mike. With me is Flo. Hello. And Arlo. Hola. Hola, indeed. And that sound you can hear is the 858 tube service from Chesham heading into London as we head this fine day to Carrow Road to watch Watford take on Norwich. Already got the feel of a really, really big day this for Watford. A uh, couple of bad results, as we know all too well. Uh, that defeat to Wolves still fresh in the memory, but a real big chance to put things right and get the, the season back on track at Norwich today. That's Arlo sneezing in the background. Away he goes. Let's hope that's not an omen for the rest of the afternoon. Flo, very early, I know, so sorry to put you on the spot. But your feelings for the game today, what do you think the score's going to be? 2-0 uh, Watford. We'll take that. Arlo, as we, this is your second away day of the season. When we went to Brighton, 
you started off the day really, really confident we're going to beat you. You were shouting at the seagulls, telling them they were going to get in the battering. But then slowly, slowly, you lost a little bit of confidence, didn't you, uh, as we got to the ground and you got a bit nervous. How are you feeling about this big one against Norwich? Well, I mean, they're going to put up there. Well, they're going to try really hard because, I mean, we are probably the second worst team in the league. Oh, behind? Behind Brentford. So far, so far, I'd say, because we we haven't really got any results. I I think I think it's going to be a tight game. But I do think we're going to win two one, and I reckon Sars going to score really early, like maybe the fifteenth minute. They'll score maybe ten minutes into the second half, and then we'll score in the seventieth, maybe. Okay, that's a very exact prediction. Like it. Um, could be a sort of back to the future moment when maybe you've got that almanac tucked in your back pocket if that comes to pass. We will find out in about what time is it? Nine. Oh, we're being held at a red signal. Let's hope that's not a bad omen. Although, what colour kit should we be wearing today, Flo? Red. So could that be a good sign? Yes. Let's hope so. Yellows. I mean reds. So it's just gone uh, 10 o'clock-ish. We're nearly at Liverpool Street, which is where we're going to meet DCW and get the train to Norwich. Now, I'm really interested to see DCW and Judge's mood because all week he's been in a bit of a funk, really, to be perfectly honest. He's been worried about the players. He's been worried about the manager. Basically, he's been worried about Watford and he has not been hopeful about today at all. So I'm interested to see... The sun's shining today, lovely Saturday morning, whether he's woken up uh, feeling a little bit more positive. He is in the pub already, so whether that's helped, we're about to find out. Arlo's still sneezing away. Let's hope they're lucky sneezes. Nearly at Liverpool Street. We are at Liverpool Street. Come on, you horns. We're at Liverpool Street. We're in Weatherspoons. There's yellow shirts all over the shop. Uh, some of those yellow shirts are getting stuck into... Several beers, so uh, the away day has officially started. We found DCW, and my first question, Dave, all week, uh, you've been in misery. I can't couch it any other way, I can't dress it up. You've been worried about the plays, you've been worried about Cisco, you've been worried about Watford. We're going down, has been your basic message. It's a beautiful sunny day, we're about to follow the Orns away. Football's back, the fans are ready. You've got your breakfast inside you. Are you feeling any better? Not really. Brilliant. Right, well, uh, so we're off to Norwich. DCW has taken up my mantle of being uh, the ultimate misery guts. I suppose it balances it out a little bit because we've got Arlo and Flo both thinking we're going to win. Me just along for the ride. Let's see what happens. We're on the train. We're ready to depart for Norwich in T-minus a couple of minutes. We've just met a listener. Sam, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Nice to meet you. And you. Now, how are you feeling about today? It's already got a bit of a big match feel. Are there, are there nerves or are you, you're looking quite calm? Well, what I'm most nervous about is that we've got a, a bed and breakfast. I've heard there's no breakfast, so it's not, not a B&B, it's just a B. So, start the weekend. Does, does that sum up Watford season so far, perhaps? No, that's more of a D, I'd have thought, rather than a B. <laughs> but how are, you, how are you feeling about, about the match? Well, 
It's a big game today. It feels it shouldn't be that big. Only four games into the season, but it feels absolutely massive. Just as massive as the last one was here, wasn't it? We didn't come the last, you know, the, the run in against Norwich. Um, I didn't, that, I didn't expect much from that either, but we won that one. So you know, I'm a little bit, little bit hopeful, but you know, as a Watford fan, never. <laughs> You're travelling hope, not expectation. You're ne- sat next to Al. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Lovely to meet you. So you're Cisco. You're sitting on the coach on the way up, or in the in the hotel this morning. Mm. Who's your front three? Oh, well, uh... do you need? To, shall I go to Dave and come back to you? <laughs> yeah, I have so. no idea. Right, <laughs> right, Dave. You're you're also Cisco. You're also Cisco. Who are you playing in? Who are you playing in midfield for this one? I'm not sure. I would. I'm, I'm really glad that you two aren't Cisco because so far we haven't got a defence or a midfield or an attack no, for this one. Front three should be Dennis, Saar, and the yeah. King. That's what I, I think. He looks like a number nine, doesn't he? He does. You said that a few times in the pogs I've noticed. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I, you I, I repeat myself. Sorry. Once I decide on something, I just I'm like a dog with a bone. I don't I don't shut up about it. He good last week, didn't he, King? I thought he. Yeah, they shouldn't have taken off in, I think. But, you know, if they gave it a try, didn't they? Because they had uh, last time they brought, what's his name on? Um, Cucho. Cucho, he scored an absolute pearl. Yeah, that was it. That's... So we're going to stick with those three up front. So is it the midfield that's the problem, then? Is that is it unlocking those three, getting those guys going? Is that is that the secret to Watford's success or lack of it so far? I really liked the fellow... I can't get all these names. Cusco. Cusco, is it? The, um... I really am. I've never been gladder that you three aren't the Watford coach. <laughs> It looks like you've got tea in your hand. I'm gonna, I will, I'm gonna smell that just to work out exactly what it is. Bottom line, though, Lance, this is a decent team, isn't it? And are we going to stay up? I think we will finish seventeenth. I reckon at fifteenth, oh, I'm going to yeah. go. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping there's three teams worse than us. That's the bottom line. We've got enough quality in the squad to stay up. We just need to get a rhythm going and get a regular, you know, midfield selection. I think. So don't give it too much thought. Prediction for today's game score: one 0 Watford. I'm going to go two one to us. I'll have, I'll have one 0 Lovely, lovely, lovely to meet you, lads. Cheers. 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 Thanks. I've just bumped into... It's a very Watford-centric train, so no great surprise that we've bumped into a, another Watford supporter. One you may well know. It's the Brigadier, Colin. Colin, how are you doing? I'm all right, actually, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. I love going to Carrow Road. Sunny day, you know, six massive six-pointer. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot on this game, isn't there? A hell of a lot. Speaking of massive six-pointer, I just doorstepped you as he came out of the toilet, didn't I? That's how we... Uh, I saw you sneak in there, and I've run down the carriage to see Cole. Now, we've just had the breaking news in the last sort of five, ten minutes. It's, what is it, about one o'clock. We've just heard that Dan Backman is out. Ben Foster's in. Does that change your thinking on this game, Colin? Not really. I mean, the fact that Foster hasn't played a competitive game of football for a year, no, was it January, he broke his finger? So that, that might be a little bit of a worry, but, you know, he's, he's a pretty consistent, dependable sort of chap. Uh, he's probably the fittest 39-year-old in England, so uh, certainly the bendiest, if his yoga um, <laughs> exercises on the pitch or anything to go by. So, yeah, no, I feel pretty confident. We were lucky to have him, someone like that to come in. So it's good. Oh, we're getting into Norwich, Mike. The excitement's building, the tension's building. So Cole is excited. He's happy that, uh, that Foster's an able deputy. We're going to wait and see. Let's, I'm going to press you for a prediction. 2-1 Watford. 2-1 Watford, we'll take that. Cole, I'll let you go and see the girls. We'll see you shortly. See you shortly. Thank you. It's a little bit like getting on... Nice to see you. It's a little bit like uh, being on holiday. We've stepped off the train and been hit by warmth. Um, yeah, it's like we've landed in Lanzarote, but we're actually in Norfolk. Stu, Alex, Hutch and Mini Hutch, how are we feeling? Um, 
First of all, just delighted to be here, really. It's always a nice away trip, Norwich. I uh, came here two years ago, um, where we won, and it was my birthday. And if you ever said to me, we'd have to wait till my birthday, November the 9th, whatever it was, to, uh, to win a game, I never would have believed you. But uh, no, we had a great time. Um, Friday night, got very drunk. And then staggering around Norwich the next morning, we uh, looking for a greasy spoon. We happened upon the investiture of the new Bishop of Norwich, would you believe? Yeah, so like, Quite the weekend. Beers, yeah, yeah. bishops and... Yeah. Other stuff. There'd be worse. There's only one Archdeacon Grandma shirt, etc. <laughs> so, yeah, that's no, a very good weekend. Very if good that weekend. chant takes off today, then I'll pay for your train ticket home. <laughs> now then, Alex, we've heard from you. We've heard from your dad. It's sort of, he's got slightly hazy memories of his last trip here. We want to know about how you're feeling about maybe the season so far and what you're hoping and what you think Watford need from today. So, the season so far, how are you feeling? Uh, I think the Villa game was decent. Like, it was a good performance, but like we haven't really played well. Apart from them, we haven't got results that was needed. And So why haven't we played well, don't you think? What have we been getting wrong? Uh, midfield right. and defence. I, I think the attack's all right. So the midfield yeah. has been the midfield's been the big question for a lot of people. Who would you start? Let's pretend you're Cisco. You're in that training, you're in the dressing room now. Your last-minute decision, who are you going to play? Who are you going to put down on that team sheet? Who's your midfield? Um, Kuchka, Sissoko and Tufan. OK, you're going to give Tufan his debut. All right, fine. And what needs to happen today? I know, obviously, we want a win, but bearing in mind the sort of state of the season so far and the games we've got coming up, what do you think needs to happen today? I think we just don't want to lose because like, what, uh, sorry, Norwich are uh, relegation rivals and that. We don't, we don't want to be losing to them because that will just give them confidence. So here we go then. I'll offer you a point here and now. And we'll get back on that train. The train hasn't left yet. You can go back home with a point. Would you take it? Yeah. All right. Dad? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I would. I think I would. I'm, I'm glad you asked him the tactical stuff as well, by the way. I've got, <laughs> I've got no critical faculties at all when it comes to Watford. I just got to sit there watching through my fingers just screaming, win! Which for a man of 49 years of age nearly is, uh, is not really uh, appropriate. But yeah, I've got, I've got no idea what's gone wrong because I, I just don't really sort of like uh, engage in that on, in, to that level. But apparently everyone on Twitter said that it's because we haven't got a midfielder who can get the ball off the back four and pass it forward. And I believe everything I read on the internet. So, um, so I believe, so I think that is what the problem is. But and that's exactly why you've ended up in Norwich on a Saturday afternoon, yes, probably. Hopefully, hopefully Tufan can be that man, hopefully. Arlo, the lads here, they've said they'll take a point. Would you take a draw? Get back on the train now with a point, head home? No. No? What do you want? A win. Let's take the win. Come on, let's go for that win. Stu, Alex, thank you so much. Enjoy the game. Come on, you horns. Dave, it's just gone two o'clock. We're inside Carrow Road. We've seen the team. A few changes, four changes. What are your thoughts? quite a surprise actually it seems like Backman's is an injury so Foster comes in for Backman which as we've discussed at length before not a problem completely dependable that's fine cleverly comes back in for Atibo which I'm pleased about I don't think Atibo was particularly effective in the last game against Wolves I'm interested to see which of the midfield three play if it's like for like does cleverly go in the in the, the deeper role of the three or is it Kutcher is it Sissoko we'll see um I think actually one of the most surprising things is Sierra Alta. He's, he's not on the bench, and the club tweeted out just after the team news a quote from Cisco saying these are technical decisions. We wanted more experience in the team, so Cathcart's in. And, you know, has he been dropped? Has he been completely dropped? Not even on the bench from last week? I, I also saw the club earlier on wish all of our Chilean supporters 
a happy Independence Day. So maybe he's having an ease up back at the, back at the folks home. I don't know. Could well be. He's got an over exuberant on the uh, Independence Day celebration. And uh, Kiko's back as well. Yeah, and that's how it's so fascinating that Sierra Alta is is missing from the squad entirely. And we've there's been a lot of chatter this week really about Cisco and whether he's able to make the big decisions, willing to make the big decisions. And if Sierra Alta's not injured. That's a massive one. But yeah, Kiko coming back in feels like a positive step, I think, doesn't it? I think so. I mean, I, I, I think Ngakia can probably feel a bit hard done by. I don't think he did anything wrong against Wolves. I think he, he, he played well and he's probably very disappointed. But we know what Kiko can do, especially going forward. I think he'll dovetail nicely with Saar and with Sissoko as well if he's on the right side of that midfield three. Norwich have got Brandon Williams at left back I think today you know a young player still making his way into the Premier League so it could be a tough afternoon for him and that as we've seen already in the games we've played if we're going to score it's probably going to be down that right hand side with a combination of those players we've talked a lot about our midfield options we've gone back to a tried and tested figure in Tom Cleverley is that because we're playing with no disrespect to Norwich a championship type team that we know that we can probably get the better of without having to get too clever, do you think? Is it is it that basic? Not sure, really. I think I think Cisco, as, as, as Cisco said earlier, I think he wants some experience in the team. Cleverly is, you know, he's one of the leaders in the dressing room. He's one of the figures that sort of has helped to fill the void after Troy Deeney's left. You know that he's going to give everything for, for, the, for, the, for the team. And it's a big game, so you want your big characters out there. I don't think this is one we can stroll into and afford to just sort of, oh, it'll be all right. He wants, like, like similar to last season when we came here, and it, who was it that won us that game? Gosling, it was just through force of sheer will, really. And I can see a similar sort of thing happening with Cleverly today. He's got Cleverly in, he's got Cathcart in. It's like, come on, boys, let's just do it. The grown-ups are here now. We've got to take this seriously. As you can hear in the background, Watford supporters are in fine voice. They're excited. They think they can get a result. Dave, you've been pretty downbeat about everything to do with Watford, including Cisco, has he got this right? <laughs> Ask me again at 10 to 5. Ask me and do that, we will. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
Well, it's uh, 18 minutes gone and it's Watford 1, uh, Norwich 0. And to be honest, they really deserve it. And in the week, Cisco asked for uh, t- the team to go for it and to get on the front foot. And that's what they've done so far. They've been the one asking all the questions, all the pressure on Norwich, of course, playing at home. First winnable game, really, for them. They've had a terrible start to the season. And Watford have done what you'd exactly, what really what you'd ask them to do, which is get on the front foot and ask the questions. What I'd like to see a little bit more is Ismail Assar getting in on the, on the right-hand side. He does seem to be moving around, which is great, I guess. He asks questions. Uh, but already, Kiko for many are on the right-hand side. Seems to make a, a massive, massive difference. But anyway, as you can hear, everyone's happy. So far, so good. Norris nil, Watford won. Just uh, 35 minutes gone, and from out of nowhere, really, it's uh, Norwich 1, Watford 1, Timo Puki on the break. Uh, and I've just noticed here that the scoreboard sort of seems to move. It's quite incredible. It moves round to show everyone in the stadium, apart from us in the away end, what's going on. So they've got a moving scoreboard here at Norwich, which is uh, quite interesting. But anyway, yeah, Watford uh, just switched off, and from out of nowhere... It's uh, one all, and from being in no danger whatsoever from minute one to minute 35, it's, uh, yeah, it's all level. Interesting to see if they can uh, come back and see what they can do. On we go. Well, that wasn't so bad, was it? What I was worried about. Massive, massive improvement on last week. Kiko down the right-hand side has made such a difference. So positive, so confident, getting some great balls into the box. None more so than that than that cross for Dennis to head in. Sars looked positive. Sars giving them a torrid time down the right-hand side as well. Sissoko is playing well. Kuska's playing a lot better than last week. Cathcart looks composed. I mean, I know they switched off slightly momentarily for the goal. And if you present Puthi with a chance like that, he's always likely to take it. On the whole, there's only really been one team in it. I'm very, very encouraged from that 45 minutes. A much, much better performance than we saw last week against Wolves. And I'm a little bit happier now than I was for most of the week. But another 45 minutes to go. We need another 45 minutes like that to get some more goals. We should win this game. We are better than Norwich on that evidence. Come on, you Wolves. Norwich one, it's Watford three. Get in there, you golden boys! Yeah, So we're still in Carrow Road. It's emptying. Watford fans don't want to leave for some reason. There's about six Norwich fans and uh, several hundred Watford fans still enjoying it here in the sunshine at Carrow Road. And I'm joined by DCW, doubting David as he's just been labelled by Geordie in the WhatsApp group. Have you ever been happier to be proved wrong? Absolutely not. Yeah, quite more than happy to have my 
3-0 to Norwich prediction be rubbed in my face after that? We were brilliant, weren't we? I said at half-time, that was a really, really encouraging first half, but we sort of won one little moment of lapsing concentration and Norwich were back in and we had to reproduce that performance in the second half. We did that and more. We were brilliant. We could have, we could have scored a few more there as well. Maybe could have had a pen towards the end. Saar was brilliant. King was brilliant. They all contributed. Every player that came in today who wasn't in the team last week contributed, I think, and, and every player... 1-11 to 11 was better than last week and we were comfortable comfortable winners and that that's what, I've, you know, that's what we've been wanting to see Why was that though? Why were they able to produce a, a, a much better and more cohesive performance? I think we have to be honest and, and, and we talked about it on the way up the reason we were hopeful and worried about today I guess was because we were playing a team of lower quality than perhaps the rest of the Premier League a team that we know is championship level like us if you like with a team we know so we have to caveat it with that. But what was it? What's the difference, for example, between Wolverhampton Wanderers, where we had, had looked like we had no attacking threat, and here, where we looked like a much more cohesive unit? What, how did that happen? I think you're, you're right, absolutely right to mention the quality of the opposition. I'd be concerned if I was a Norwich fan after that today. They did not have much about them at all. Um, but we were just on the front foot, I think, from the first minute. We just looked like we wanted it. We, like we, were, we had impetus. We had, we had forward momentum. We were, we, were, we were really grasping the game, whereas last week we were quite passive. Wolves are the sort of team that sort of dominate possession. They slowed the game down. We didn't touch the ball, did we, hardly at all in the first 15 minutes last week. But right from the off today, we were straight at them. And we, we were able to sustain that through the whole game. The substitutes made, made a you know, positive impact today as opposed to sort of how they did last week. But... I think the players coming in, you know, Cisco talked about those players coming in adding experience, and I think that was important. I think the likes of Foster, Cathcart, Cleverly, those three players, as I said before the game, it was like the grown-ups are here, boys. Come on, this is how, let's do it properly this time. That, that last name you mentioned, Tom Cleverly, I think in the first half in particular, he was the one that stood out for me. He was, and we talked about him on the way up, I think. Feels a long way away now, doesn't it? But someone who might be able to aid us in getting the ball in front of our own back four and then, and then doing something dangerous with it. And it felt like for the, in the first half in particular, certainly until, until Norwich scored, where we had the best, best part of it, Cleverly was, was the catalyst, it felt for me, ably assisted by, by Femenia. He did what we thought he might do as well, which is get on the, on the front foot a little bit. But Cleverly staked a claim to, to be in the, in the team next week, potentially. Definitely. I mean, you've got, you, you, can't, you can't make any changes apart from maybe I know Kiko went off with a, like a bit of a knock so maybe he won't be fit enough but actually when, when Ngaki came on he, he did well as well so I've got no, got no issues with, with that but Kiko, Kiko was brilliant the first half obviously created the goal and he was great but yeah cleverly he's just his heart and soul isn't it he was, he was the one that was it was interesting when you see the, the long wait for the VAR goal for the third goal as soon as the referee put into the centre spot gave the goal cleverly was straight over to the fans you know he, he clearly cares greatly about his role at the club and you know he is a leader he didn't have the you know won't always have the armband but he, he is one of the captains one of the leaders and he, he was brilliant he was brilliant he, we need we do need players like him and yeah I think you know he should be in the team based on that performance yeah comfortable win in the end I think impossible to be anything other than happy and I think it sends a message to Norwich who will have been hopeful I think that they've had a really really difficult start to the season which they have you know no one would have no one would want the start they've had especially a promoted side um, but I think they've been comprehensively outplayed by Watford and I think that's a decent message to send out to Watford's relegation rivals as well and it will give them confidence. I think the way they bounced back from a disappointing result against Wolves where the fans were a bit disappointed, a bit upset and were starting to get a bit antsy and a bit frustrated and a bit worried, quite frankly, as, we, as we've mentioned over the last week. So I think that is a real statement of intent, a really solid 
workmanlike when it had to be. The word for Danny Rose, I think, and we'll, we'll, we'll delve a little bit deeper into perhaps some of the other individuals fast, on the way home. Fast becoming a real fan's favourite, Danny Rose, isn't he? Absolutely, he absolutely, yeah. And just take, as we spoke on the way up, it's almost like we picked it, Dave. We mentioned all the people that could make a difference and lo and behold, they made a difference. But I think that the reality is it's against a team we would, had to get a result against. Uh, we've done it. And now it's bring there's on, a bit bring on Newcastle. Bit of confidence in the tank, and as Dave says, bring on Newcastle. We're going to the pub, I think. Fancy it? Yeah, come on. David, it's twenty past eight. Do you feel better at twenty past eight PM than you did at twenty past eight AM? And why? I feel a lot better, yeah. Partly because of the what, seven or eight beers we've already had in, in that time span. In the last half an hour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But more importantly, the, that performance, the performance and the victory from Watford was. But, but let's be let's be let's be realistic. Yeah. So we've beaten Norwich, yeah. but we've all talked about if we lose this, then this is going to happen mm. because Norwich are like they are. Yeah. So where does this actually leave us in terms of the rest of the season? In terms of the coming weeks, I guess we have to dis- uh, divide the season into chunks. We've got a couple of games. We've got a cup game. Then we've got Newcastle. Then we've got Leeds. Then we have an international break. Where does it leave us if we're if we're looking at it scientifically, if you like? Well, look, I can only speak for myself, but I, I was going into this game obviously not too optimistic about our recent. You're not kidding. Recent performances, and I know we've played Norwich as we spoke about earlier on, but it just I just it just gave me a lot of reassurance today that we had. Welcome to this service for obviously, Street. I think we you know. I don't know whether the players had spoken to each other in the week where Cisco had said something different or whether it's just a, or just the effect of having another week together but it just looked better it was just better we were on the front foot and it just gave me confidence and you can say oh we've only played Norwich or whatever but people will say that yeah but you have to win we all know as fans that there are what if you look, I was speaking to a guy in the in the pub earlier on after the game and he was saying to me ultimately it was Jacob's dad. It was Jacob from WD18. It was his dad. He, he chatted to us in the pub earlier on. And he was saying there's basically going to be five teams in this relegation battle, wasn't it? Watford are going to be one of them, probably. Norwich is going to be another. Newcastle going to be other. Burnley going to be other. And Brentford will be the other. Probably. Maybe someone else will get dragged into it. But that's more than likely those five teams will be fighting it out to, 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 to say in the league. So you've got to beat those teams. We had to go to Norwich today. And we had to get a result for us, for our season but also to inflict damage upon them. And we did that today. And now we go into the Newcastle game in a much better place than we were. Because if, we, if we'd lost today, we'd all be sitting, we'd be sitting here right now going, well, do you think Cisco's going to be here tomorrow? Is he going to be sacked by, before the Stoke game on Tuesday in the Cup? Is he, does, he have to save, does he have to win next week against Newcastle to save his job? We're not having those conversations now. It changes the complexion. And I know this is sort of like feast or famine. I know last, you know, literally this morning I was sort of, I was, I was, I was, you know, misery guts. But that, that's, that is kind of the world we live in now. It, your, your mood does swing from one game to the next. But we're in a good place. We're in a good place at the moment. And we have to go into the next game with the same level of performance, with the same level of enthusiasm and and an attacking impetus. Do you think there's a danger that because we've got the results today, we're in 10th all of a sudden, and yeah. for all the doom and gloom that we've talked about this week on the podcast, it's been very 
uh, it has been quite low, haven't we? Not yeah. low is probably the wrong word, but we've been a bit trepidatious, a bit worried, and a bit nervous. But now we're in tenth. Do you think that might again go feast or famine? We're we're happy tonight. But do you think that might impact on Cisco and how he approaches the Newcastle game, thinking if I nick a point here, does that make it make it make it a, a good couple of weeks? I think if that's the outcome, if you do get a point against Newcastle, would you be happy with that? It's, it's difficult to say. It depends. It, it totally depends on the game and the performance and the sort of point that it is. You know, if we if we if we are. You know, a point can be good or bad because if we're 1-0 up and then we concede a goal in the 94th minute and we won all, I feel like we've lost. But if we if we squeak one in the last minute and, and claw a point back out of nowhere, then great. Ultimately, the, obviously, the result's the same either way. And, and it, it gives us breathing space. But what I think, hopefully, what I think Cisco will... His attitude will be, and my attitude as a supporter at the moment, is that we go in, we go into it with our heads held high Void from a fantastic performance against Norwich. Players throughout the team confident in their performance and confident because of what they've done. And they've looked at Newcastle, another team that again yet to yet to win this season. And they got a point against Leeds this this week. But you think, come on, lads, we're at home against Newcastle. We got we got to do the same as we did last week against Norwich. Let's win this, and then we've and then you've got nine points from your first six games. And you, you know, you're you're above the. Um, if you, if you take it that you need to get roughly one point a game, if you've got 38 points, you probably you'd probably stay up. So you're above that. You're above that average, aren't you? Ladies and gentlemen, we cracked him. We finally got him smiling. It's been a long old journey, but we've made it. And of course, we're talking about Newcastle. We have got a game in between that. We play Stoke in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday. We will be talking about that game with Adam on, on the Thursday podcast. But really interested to get your view on what we do with that game. Now, if you're, if you're Cisco, we spoke to, to guys on the way up asking how do you, what, what sort of side are you looking for in the Premier League? Now it's a, it's a different and quite interesting approach, isn't it? Quite an interesting question. How do you attack the Carabao Cup? We've got a bit of momentum. Do you get guys in who, maybe Joshua King, who needs a goal? What do you do with this with this tournament all of a sudden for what for a team like Watford? Obviously, you shuffled the pack a bit today, didn't he? So I, I would expect him to make more changes for that game. Uh, I don't think, as we spoke about um, on the game, the, the podcast after the you know around the Palace game in the last round. I don't think we should just blithely toss the cup off. We should we should we should we should go for it. We can beat Stoke. We can beat Stoke with our second string if you like and we can use this game now as a chance to give Cabaselli a game get Sierra, get Sierra out to back in let's see if Backman's knee's okay and we and we and we and we, and we get him we get him back in yeah maybe you do start King because he obviously played really well today got two assists really um, but he just you know he, a goal would do him the world of good but then you know do you start Ken Semmer Again, reward him for an industrious 15-minute appearance today, and you get him in. Do you bring a Tebow in and say, "Look, I know I dropped you in the in the week, but go and show me that you deserve to be back in the team against Newcastle." That's the sort of those are the sort of questions that Cisco will be having to answer. And we have got enough of a squad to be able to shuffle it quite quite heavily and still and still be a team like Stoke, I think. So we shouldn't we shouldn't we shouldn't look at it as an inconvenience. I think we should look at it as a you know as an opportunity to go further. We're the Orns, you're the Orns. 
Thank you for actually listening to From the Rookery End. We'll be back again on Thursday with a podcast with Adam Leventhal, uh, where we'll be taking a deep dive. Also react to that Stoke City game uh, on Tuesday uh, in the Carabao Cup. I think that's what it's still called these days. Uh, of course, thank you much to DCW. Thank you much to Arlo, to Florence, to Colin, to Hutchie Watch and Little Hutchie Watch. And all the fans that came over and said hello to Mike and DCW and, and got involved with the podcast. Uh, we are always appreciative of all the feedback uh, that you give us. The season goes on. We've got another win. And it's brilliant to be a fan of what for Football Club again. Come on, you all! The Athletic.